Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Are the Jay Woodcroft Oilers for real? Uh, No, I don't think they're for real. 53% of respondents saying, no, they're not for real. And that included me. I said, no, they're not. Firing Dave Tippett is all it took. Wave a wand. Bob's your uncle, and the orders are now Stanley Cup contenders. I say no. This is the traditional new coach bump, the new coach spike. We see it with everybody. Hey, how's the Vancouver Canucks doing lately under Gabby? This is the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome, everybody, to Hour 2 of the RP Show. We're coming to you, as always, from the Great Eagle Resort and Casino, Calgary's entertainment destination. And Hour 2 is brought to you by Great Western Original 16 Beer. If you've noticed, we've moved our location a little bit. We're out of the main foyer. We're here in the guitar room. And I'll tell you what, i got to tell you who some of these guitars are signed by here. All the great acts that have come through the Grey Eagle Event Center. It's our honor. Well, two guests this hour. Derek Keenan's coming up, the general manager of the Saskatchewan Rush. Yes, Kelly, he is Mike Keenan's cousin. Uh, Derek Keenan is going to be with us from the Saskatchewan Rush because the Rush got a big NLL game coming up. And Kelly Rudy joins us, a man who needs, uh, frankly, no introduction. So I'm not going to give it one. You're a star, Kelly. Um, Yeah, right. uh, Hey, listen, I I know you want to talk about the Flames. Of course, winners of eight in a row. They thrashed another team last night. And we're going to get into the Calgary Flames talking stuff. But my friend, I just came back from Super Bowl in Los Angeles. Donna mentioned that to me yes. on social media. She said, is Rod in L.A.? I, uh, I was like, I think so, but I'm on his show <laughs> next <laughs> week, Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I thought about you so much because as I, August 9th, 1988, stopped cheering for the orders, became a Flames fan. You might remember what happened. Or sorry, became a King, Kings fan. Yeah, you might exactly. remember what happened. I think I'm, so. <laughs> yes. I'm driving around Inglewood. I'm thinking of you. When's the last time you've been around the area? Oh, man. It's been a long time. Uh, the Great Western Forum was renovated. I think they put like a, a billion dollars into it. And so, um, you know, I know a lot of artists really like going to that place still. Yeah. And so we went to a concert there. I can't remember how long ago that was. But I, I'm... I was looking at the the new football field, and I'm thinking, that is amazing, mm-hmm. right? And uh, I'm not actually sure where it is. In it's Inglewood. literally right across the street from the Forum. Oh, okay. Right across the street. I didn't know that. So this is my – I'm telling yeah, you, yeah. I'm looking at these sunsets and the palm mm-hmm, tree. It's mm-hmm. – I'm just thinking of you and the Kings and the Purple Haze, and it was so awesome back then, although it was okay, black yeah. and silver, but – they renovated it. Did you know that the Inglewood Forum is on Prairie Avenue? Yes, uh, that I remember. <laughs> I thought that was a little ironic, <laughs> right? And I, I was putting, I was putting photos on social media, and people are going, "The Prairie Guy on Prairie Avenue." <laughs> um, so it's quite a quite a neighborhood, Inglewood, uh, oh, California. Yeah, that's yeah, interesting, isn't it? <laughs> Some areas you wouldn't want your car yeah, break down. You have to be very careful in but, Inglewood. But you played in New York. You played there, in San Jose, obviously. But was that the most special time of your career? 
Yeah, I, I kind of hesitate a little bit, Rod. Uh, you know, the lessons I learned in New York were special. Mm -hmm. You know, I had, uh, you know, guys like Clark Gillies, whom we just lost, and uh, Brian Trotche, another guy from Saskatchewan, and, and Bob Bourne, and all these guys, Billy Smith, that they're great mentors to me. So um, as much as my time in uh, New York, five and a half years was special, and I have the fondest of memories. Like, Listen, my very first road trip with the Islanders, Rod, so I was drafted in 1980. I go to training camp, and the reason I bring that up, not back then, not all draft choices went to training camp. So Really? Yes. Even though I was a second rounder, I went to training camp, and much to my surprise, I was on the first uh, road trip for the first preseason game. So we're flying commercial, of course. We're flying to Chicago, and I'm in a middle seat just like this. And to my right is Mike Bossy, and to my left is Brian Trotche. Now you and this is a heyday. This is a heyday. They just won their first Stanley Cup. Right. So I'm a 19-year-old kid, and I'm thinking, my gosh, this is the greatest <laughs> trip of my life, right? Right. right? That's like a yeah. two-and-a-half-hour flight, and I, I most likely didn't say a single word. But I remember looking at Mike Bossy because he had like a golf shirt on. And if you see Mike in his uh, uniform, he looks kind of slight, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe slim. And he was ripped. He has 205 pounds of pure muscle. So he had these arms that I'd never seen before. And I, I remember like this, and I kind of looked. You don't see like, that in junior. Right. <laughs> Generally. Right. Yeah. And, and so I have many memories uh, of those fantastic years in New York. But to transition to what you asked, yes, L.A. was uh, a special place for us. And, you know, I, I kind of I went from being a guy that played alongside Billy Smith although the Easter epic kind of put me in a different category. But then now I'm all on my own for the most part uh, as a number one, and it's a different animal playing on maybe not the best team in the world, but the most popular team in the world with Wayne. And so that was a uh, fantastic experience. And the whole LA thing was really cool. You know, the people that you, you'd meet, run into, be introduced to, um, Wayne broke so many records when we were there. So we'd go to these uh, parties after the game in, in Beverly yeah. Hills and meet all these people. So that was amazing. But just the life experience. We lived literally five minutes from the beach. Uh, so our kids grew up knowing the beach, knowing right. Disneyland. And, you know, it was just a fantastic experience for us to go through. By the way, we always knew we were retiring back here in Calgary. We oh, is that right, we huh? Coming, yes, we always knew we were coming back to Canada. And so we wanted to live by the beach because what an experience, right? You, know, you can live inland anywhere. And uh, L.A. has a lot of great places inland, but nothing like the beach. I knew that you would not have thought you were going to come down today and be asked about these stories. So I hope I'm not catching you off guard. Like it. right? Well, it's, it's good, here's the other thing. Yeah. Retro's cool, Kelly, and so I've gotten to be really good friends with Ron Dugay. I hope that's oh, okay, cool. but Dugay's Ron for sure. How can you not? Right. Everybody who knows him. And then another one is with this Bet Regal partnership that we have. They're yep. ex the exclusive betting partner of the CFL, but they're our exclusive betting partner. They've brought me on, yep. and Bernie Nichols is ambassadors. Oh, for sure. All I know is Bernie is a 50-goal scorer. I don't know anything about him until we started working together with Bet Regal. 70-goal scorer. 70-goal scorer. My bad. Can you imagine that? No. Can I just Nobody share, does it now. Yeah, can I yeah. just share Bernie's story? Please do. Uh, so just two nights ago in our broadcast, we had to pick a trade that sort of impacted ourselves uh, in our career. And so I chose that trade, Bernie, to uh, New York, and coming back was uh, uh, Tomas uh, Sandstrom and... 
Tony Granado. Now, the reason I bring that up, we were shocked, right? We're in, this is my first full season with LA, and Bernie, the previous year, had scored 70 goals. This year, at the 47 game mark, he had 75 points. And I, I remember it was right after the trade or All Star weekend, and I'm like, what? We traded Bernie Nichols, and you know, we got two incredible players back. But that's also the harsh part of this business, right? Bernie and I really enjoyed each other. Great teammate, great player. Uh, had no idea he could ever be traded. Yeah. And, and then Thomas and uh, Tony come back, and I became fantastic friends with them. Like I, and you I were a good team. Yeah, guys, right? yeah. So we were a great team with those guys. Yeah. Well, the thing with Bernie And is... then Ron, uh, Ron Duguay, come on. Most handsome guy in the history Ever. of the game, right? <laughs> How about that? Well, this happened last week when I was at Super Bowl. Literally somewhere a headline came out. Ron Duguay confirms he's dating Sarah Palin. I saw that. <laughs> Not surprised whatsoever, right. and I'm excited to talk to him about that. There's a million questions coming in from the viewers, and, and I will get to those. Uh, for instance, Jack Fulton writes in from Vulcan, Alberta. Love everything about kelly look forward to meeting him one day kelly's message needs to be heard we'll come around on that next segment okay, if that's cool sure. yeah, yeah we course. all know what jack's referring to but probably a lot of people don't john in winnipeg love your take on the nhl kelly please tell us a funny story when you played for the kings i.e wayne well we'll get to that okay we'll get to that <laughs> um but with bernie something about the leafs man Darren DuPont, the co-host here, Leaf fan. Producer yeah. Clark, Leaf fan. And they're young. I don't understand why anybody that. born after 1967 would be Leafs fans. I, I'm sorry. I, I don't. Why would you? Uh, I'm being serious. And I have a lot of family members that are Leaf fans. You, from here? Well, yeah. Albertans? Alberta, yeah. Older or uh, younger? No, surprisingly younger. Well, here's my point. When Bernie was on the show, yeah. all he did was rip the Leafs. Oh, Bernie geez. Nichols, oh, he's living funny. in the Toronto area. Yeah, and I okay. said, why do you care? He goes, I grew up a Leaf fan. Once a Leaf fan, right, always a Leaf right? fan. <laughs> but I said, you made your name with the Rangers and Kings. He's like, I don't care. And you know Bernie well enough. To, that wouldn't oh, surprise yeah. you probably. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Honest as the day is long oh, and just let you, let you know what he's thinking. Yep. Carefree too, right? That's what I love about <laughs> right. Bernie. He just he lives his life and he's content. I love it. I only have one more selfish personal question for you, then I'll turn it over to the viewers because they're just going <laughs> nuts here. You just skimmed over the fact that you'd worked the last one of the last times we talked with Tony Robbins oh, in yeah. the early ninety three playoff. Ninety two, ninety three. Right. That season. And what people don't understand and I with the mental health realm is it's all transferable to all walks of life. Mm -hmm. The concepts yeah, are the same. Is. Yeah, that's right. But you blew my socks off when you said Tony Robbins had helped you get back in the crease. Mm -hmm. What were the core concepts of what he helped you with? Uh, believing in myself again. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty honest about what I've gone through. And, uh, you know, recently, I, today I'm still struggling. I, I mm -hmm. went through a thing uh, starting back in the summer of 2019. And I'm still. Uh, dealing with this um but back in 92 93 in the summer of 92 going into that season rod i was what going into my 10th season i believe i think the the numbers are accurate that most careers are about three years yeah <clears throat> so don and i had two children at that time and she's pregnant with our third so these <clears throat> rational thoughts that i had in the summer were were how much longer can you keep doing this 
How are you going to keep paying the bills? All these things that were, those are normal questions to me, right? To anybody in any walk of life, right? And then unfortunately for me, when the season started, actually it started in training camp, those thoughts became louder um, and they went from rational to irrational. You can't keep doing this. You know, you're fooling people. You're, you're not this yep. good anymore. And so they became very irrational and they became constant. And uh, I didn't have the tools at that time to break that loop. I, I learned about the loop from Caitlin, you know, her story. Mm -hmm. And she taught us about the loop and many other, well, a million other things about mental health. But, uh, and so my coach, Barry Melrose, another Saskatchewan boy. Kelvington. Yep. And uh, amazing. When you think back, and I could probably cheer up right now, but you think back to it, 1992-93, there was no discussion about mental health, no discussion in particular in sports and men talking about what we're dealing with or feeling or anything. And Barry knew it wasn't about what I was doing on the ice. He knew that it was mental. And so um, he, he knew um, Tony Robbins. And so one day I'm sitting in the dressing room in January now, it's now 1993, January 17th, I believe, uh, important day in my life. <laughs> and it's an afternoon game. I'm not playing because I'm lousy. And Rob Stauber's playing. And, good goalie. Uh, very good goalie. Yeah. Uh, and about two hours before the game, I'm doing my usual. I'm drinking my coffee like I am right now and taping my sticks. And in walks Barry Melrose and followed closely behind is Tony Robbins. And, uh, and I'm thinking, huge, eh? <laughs> right? He's a huge man, yeah. six, nine. And so they walk in and I'm thinking, well, first of all, when you play on a team with Wayne Gretzky, there's celebrities in the dressing room after every game. And on occasion, there's celebrities before the game. So it wasn't entirely unusual. And so they go into Barry's room, the door closes. Seconds later, the door opens and Barry motions me over. And this is Rod, how bad I was thinking about myself. I go, why in the world would Tony Robbins want to meet the worst goalie in the league? So it's pretty hard to stop a puck in the National Hockey League when you're thinking that about yourself, right? So we get in there and Barry makes the introductions. And what I thought was really cool, Barry says to me, uh, uh, he asked if I'd be willing to work with Tony. Of course I was. And I also thought, man, this is cool. My coach really cares, cares about me. So um, then Barry says, would you mind if I sat in while you guys are talking? I thought, no, of course not. You're, you're perfectly fine. If I thought if you're that interested in getting to know me and your starting goalie, fine. I'll, I'll lay yeah. it all on the line. I didn't like where I was. Right. And so I still remember this and I'm, I'm this is so cool, I'm sitting in a chair like this. So I'm sitting in a chair, and then we start the session, and Tony stands up, and he, it's on purpose, I, I got it, I understand you, position of power, I know exactly. what you're doing. You're not that big, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's 6'9", yeah. I remember I was just like this the whole time looking up, and, uh, and then we talked about me, and what I was thinking, what I was going through. And so my uh, messaging that my brain was giving me, after I'd give up a goal was I kept shrinking. I kept mm -hmm. shrinking and shrinking and shrinking in my own mind, right? I wasn't strong enough mentally to overcome uh, what my thoughts were. But so within one session, he, he changed all that. And so we started going in the right direction. One of the things uh, he said to me, he asked me a question is, when you feel really good about yourself and you feel great, what are you thinking? Ice, who do you feel like yeah. in, in the world? And the Gulf War, I think, had just ended or was coming to a close. And I remember watching on TV General Norman Schwarzkopf. 
and Rod Stud. Uh, a stud. He was a general, <laughs> as the name would suggest. Yeah. I was captivated. Every time he was on TV, he looked so in control, right? He wasn't slouched over. His chin was up. He gave you the goods. And I was like, that's what I feel like. So, uh, you know, I, we worked on a few other things, of course. But I had an index card. I laminated an index card. And I carried it with me the next five years. I'm carrying one now today uh, for different reasons. Um, and number one thing, bulletin point. Schwartzkopf, and I would look at it between before every game, between every period before I went in the ice, and that's who I believed I was, a general. Isn't that that's, amazing? That's how I ha kind of have to be again right now. Yeah, of course. Well, because it never leaves you. It doesn't leave you. I was <laughs> right? hoping it would. It doesn't. 2019 surprise. So, yeah, sorry to tell you, it doesn't leave you. Uh, <laughs> Not, well, well, I know that. I'm aware of that. We will talk... Uh, about these flames when we come back. But I really appreciate you, Kelly, uh, yeah. sharing that. Yeah. And we'll, we're all in this together, right? Absolutely. Right? We will turn it over to the viewers when we come back. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. A live look in at the Calgary Zoo. These guys really sticking their necks out. <laughs> right in the same shop, the hippos and the giraffes. I say that line every day. The size of those hippos, it still shocks me. Kelly Rudy's with us, and um, we'll get to the hockey talk, although I feel like we have been talking hockey. But from the viewers, Alex Campbell watching says, fascinating interview with Kelly. Is a true ambassador to people with mental health issues. Keep up the great work. Phyllis in Winnipeg, please thank Kelly. Always appreciated his play during his career and like him every bit as much as a broadcaster. From John Ohm in Winnipeg, how can you not like this guy? <laughs> keeping it honest, keeping it real. Wow. From Jennifer at the Four Seasons Sports Palace, Kelly, rock star of the day. From Ryan H. Holy. I know, right? From Ryan H. on YouTube. Thanks for sharing that story, Kelly Rudy. Fascinating interview. Can't wait to hear more from Wayne watching Victoria, B.C. I love the honesty and bravery of Kelly to let people know his struggles in life. Even an all-star NHL goalie can have mental health issues. Isn't that something? Hey? That's amazing. I love it. I love this conversation that we're having because it's real. So people are sharing, and I, you know, I, I go on social media and I share uh, what I'm going through. And but Caitlin's the rock star. She's the one that mm -hmm. got me down this path to share. Right. So she was brave enough in 2013 to start sharing her story, and the National Post and Canadian Press did stories on her. And uh, I was afraid, Rod, the night before um, these stories were going to go out. Uh, I, I was in St. Louis doing a playoff game, and I, I started to worry. I thought, hmm, social media can be a, a mean place. Back then, it, social media wasn't quite what it was or what it is today. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was so pleasantly surprised that she found only uh, support and love on social media. Now, I hope we can find more of that again because it's a pretty mm -hmm. wicked place to be at times but when we're talking about mental health and so many people are sharing their stories now which is great 
because that's what we need to do. We need to be loud and continue to share our stories so that the government, would, whether it's federal, provincial, or municipal, continues to provide uh, the funds for people. Because it's not fair, it's not right that people are in the queue for six months or more. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's totally wrong. People need to get the help they need. They tell me, Kelly, that people like you sharing your stories, public people, is making a difference. That's what I hear out there. And they say in the 90s when people from the LGBT community came out and said, I'm mm. gay. Mm. And they, like 25 years ago, it really opened the door. And now hopefully this is the movement for those wow. of us in recovery, mental health stuff, that it's wow. okay. I like right? that. And ex- right. I heard that. Now, I, that's, that's almost sad that that community, that was in the 90s, though, and that, you know, they've only been probably feeling supported in the last, what, five years or something? And they still face, right? yeah, that's, discrimination, of course. wrong, but. but. Uh, Michael Wynn's watching in Winnipeg. He says, did you eat McDonald's with Wayne across from the forum, Kelly? Why would he ask that? <laughs> Maybe because he ran into us. Yeah. I mean, I, I've shared many, many meals with Wayne. I, I could have been in a McDonald's. I'm not sure, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Tacona Pally. Here's a good one. Tacona in Winnipeg. Kelly, why did you prefer the Jofa cage over the HM30? Oh man, there was no particular reason. Um, uh, you know, the the Jofa cage, uh, it had the like the spacing was just right in my mind. So Bernie Perrant lost his career because he got a stick in the eye, right? Mm-hmm. And so he was my idol, and I wanted to make sure that with any cage that I ever wore, that there is no possibility that a stick could get through. Ah, and that's it. protection. That was protection. it. So you would never wear a cat's eye. Never. And that was, uh, you know, that was number one rule to me. Be safe. And, you know, I had more bars for sure, but you get used to it. And, and that was the thing for me. Uh, I always admired Bernie so much. And, and, you know, he wasn't wearing a cage, of course. He was wearing his, that regular mask, mm-hmm. the mask that uh, I think Jacques Plant came up with. But for me, it was m- most important. Uh, you know, I've got a family to feed, and I can't do something that, that might be in my mind, anyways, perceived as reckless. Yeah. Well, it's funny because the Jeff in Winnipeg, I yeah. miss Kelly's classic cage. There weren't a lot of guys wearing them, but what's funny is I had one of those. I also had what Beezer was wearing on the XK2000. Oh, I think sure. I had what everybody was wearing. But it's interesting when the fiberglass masks mm-hmm. came out. Did, can you believe how heavy they were? Remember, like, how did you hold your head up? Yes. Yeah, so there's a, a couple of stories there. So when I first started getting that fiberglass mask, it was when I was growing up in Elmwood, in a community in Edmonton. And I remember, it was, first of all, it was amazing that I was <laughs> able to get this mask. I was a teenager. It was so cool. So cool, right? And yeah. I wore it for my first two years in junior in Medicine Hat. And then when I went to the cage, again, because of Bernie Perrant's injury, then when I was back in New York Islanders, uh, do you remember Greg Harrison, the mask oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So legend. Re- yeah, legend. So we've, in fact, reconnected. So um, he made me a mask that I wore about five or six times. It was the, what the current goals have, exactly what you have right behind mm-hmm. you. And, but back then, in the late 80s, it was super heavy. And I was like, I get it. I understand this is new technology and this is where we're going, but this is way too heavy. So I shared yeah. that story with him. He thought I chose not to wear it uh, after that for different reasons. But, you know, and then when I found the materials to be as protective as I thought they needed to be and lighter, that's when I went to uh, the mask, that Hollywood mask that I wore. 
Which was really cool too. Uh, uh, that was really cool. Yeah. I remember, Rod, that that mask, that design was. Uh, we came up with it. I live about ten minutes away from here, right? And uh, we were sitting. I had a friend in L.A. by the name of Lenny Davis that did some business with us, and we came up with this concept. I remember sitting at our uh, kitchen table, and we're thinking about the design of the mask. And I loved Mike Richter's Statue of Liberty. Because what does everybody think of when they think of New York City? Statue of Liberty, yeah. right? And it was a really simple design, but it stood out. And I thought, well, of course, Hollywood. And so Don Strauss, the maker of that mask, he came up with, he great You had artist. the film oh on it. Oh my gosh, it was amazing, right? Yeah. So, Why do I remember this? It's been a long time. It's been a long time, but yeah, yeah. Uh, things that stick in your mind. Uh, mm -hmm. Jeff, the Stamps fan, says Rudy and Don Edwards are the only ones I can think of that wore the Jofa. Yeah. But I want to see Reggie Lemelin might have. Uh, Did Reggie ever? Uh, not, Maybe that was the old SK six hundred. Yeah, yeah. But Don Edwards for sure. Uh, Archer Zerbe. Archer's sound old. Sharks great he and stars the same great. thing. Yeah. Ryland Spencer's watching in Seattle, and he's had a few questions for you. Uh, one is, did you ever play in the Mercer Arena? Oh, yeah. And you did? The, <laughs> yeah. The rock, oh, yeah, in the W, what if, the Rock and Roll Arena? Yeah. And he also says, what do you think of the new arena in Seattle? Oh, my gosh. Uh, I was just there. I was there at the end of December, and I was blown away how beautiful it is. It's just they've done an amazing job, and uh, I, I'm speechless to how beautiful it is. For, for a number of different reasons. It was really cool to be there. And Seattle cool. happens to be a great city. so Isn't it? Mm -hmm. I remember going into the, I still got the Rock and Roll Arena where the Thunderbirds played. And yeah. uh, Dennis Bayak was giving me a tour. He was oh, the cool. GM of the Thunderbirds. Oh, and yeah, that's right. There was like 12 cops and they were big dudes <laughs> all having a pre-game meeting. Okay. And I'm like, what do we need these guys for? Mm -hmm. Why are they here? It was my first time there. Okay. Uh, Brendan Witt was playing for the oh, Seattle. Yeah, that sure. gives you an idea of the timeline. Yeah, yeah. And then the game started, and I'm like, thank God these cops are here. It's insane in oh, that place. Rowdy. Oh, <laughs> I what know, I mean. right? That's, well, there's so many buildings like that that I remember. Like when we were with the Tigers and we were going to Lethbridge, it was, uh, that was an all-out all One of the biggest rivalry, <clears throat> underrated Rivalries as Lethbridge Medicine Hat, yeah, Tigers, right. Hurricanes, or yeah. with Broncos then, I Broncos, guess, right? that's right. But I, I remember, I'm going to go talk about Dennis Bayak for a minute. Do you know he's a really good golfer? Doesn't surprise me. Yeah, yeah, so Ken Holland has this golf tournament with a lot of his friends at Predator Ridge just outside Vernon. In fact, that's a hat I'm wearing. Hmm. And uh, so Dennis is invited. You have to be something like a nine handicap or less to play, and it's big money. And uh, so every summer I'd see Dennis prior to the pandemic. And uh, I, was, I was always like, holy cow, like, you've got to be a good golfer. And you, you can't crumble under that pressure, right? Because mm -hmm. that's my golf game. I, I crumble all the time. So I'm playing with uh, A.J. Ethorn and my wife, my lovely wife that yeah. you know, Donna. Yeah. So the three of us are playing this a few years ago. And I'm on the 18th tee box, and my score is 74. And if I get par on the last hole, because it's wow. par four, I tie my all-time lowest record at 78. I shot a 10. Because <laughs> you were thinking about <laughs> oh, it. totally. And yeah. AJ's just like, it's just a number. Like, why'd you get all nervous? And I was like, because that's how my brain works. Yep. You don't get it. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. 
It's unbelievable that you overcame all of that to have the success that you did as a player. Because it's, again, it transfers to that. I've read, do you know Gary Mack? Famous sports psychologist. He's out of Phoenix. Okay. I've I re- heard the name. His book's called Mind Gym. Okay. And he's worked with golfers. He's worked with kickers. He's worked mm-hmm. with goalies. Because again, oh, it's cool. all the same. It, very much. Right. right. And he says a four-foot putt is the same as a 40-foot putt in your head. But yeah. because four-foot, you're supposed to make it. And 40 yeah, right. feet, you're not. Right. The pressure is so different. Yeah. It's funny. You know, now that we're on to golf a little bit, I played in Wayne Gretzky's inaugural uh, nationwide tournament in Toronto a few years ago, a number of years ago. And I remember Wayne, we're talking on the phone. He goes, Kelly, you'll never be more nervous for a four foot putt. And I'm like, <laughs> no, Wayne, you don't know my game. I'll never be more nervous on a tee box because I might kill somebody. <laughs> right. <laughs> People watching. And, right. If yeah. I snap hook this drive and there's somebody 30 yards over here, I could literally kill them or hurt them. And so I've always thought about that. That's my most nervous on a, on a golf course, the tee box. Because mm-hmm. not, it's not consistent, right? So it can go anywhere. Well, if you got to 74 through 17 holes, that's pretty darn good. Yeah, that was on Predator, too. That's the harder of the two courses, people say. Wow. And so I was playing quite well at that point. Uh, not so much anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to do it. It, it takes a lot of time. On, yeah, yeah, and you have to practice, right? Right. And I, I don't practice. I got the viewer comments. There are more, but we have to. Uh, but the, your, your story. Um, people wanted to know what your message is with mental health. Well, I have uh, a number of them. Uh, yeah. First of all, uh, don't do it alone. It's too, it's too lonely and it's too painful. I kind of did that, Rod. Uh, I said when the summer of 2019, when I, I knew these thoughts were coming back, similar mm-hmm. to the summer of 92, and uh, I was kind of hoping I could do it uh, by myself and get through it, and I was kind of hoping that there might be times where um, it would, the thoughts would be a little bit, uh, more rational, and as the season went on, they became more irrational. I wish, because I did share that with Donna and my kids, I wish I would have uh, went to get the help I needed sooner. And then I went to, I was going weekly for months, and so that's been a game changer. And uh, still, for me, I have to stay on top of it, because uh, for all of us, I think, uh, I think I can relate to a lot of people when I say, we all have these rational thoughts that are real, but when they turn irrational and you understand that, share that with somebody because it's, uh, it's an important thing to do so that you're not doing this and you're not suffering alone because it's really hard. And for me, it became harder because then I was on the road and so the thoughts were just with Rampant. me, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. They, were, they were going. And uh, so then I recognized I better go see somebody. And uh, I will, I continue to do so. I, in fact, I'll be very honest, I need to go back now because I'm in that same Questioning place. yourself and stuff, yeah. <clears throat> that and, uh, yeah, there, it's the oddest thing. So there's, uh, my brain wants to tell me that uh, I can't do Saturday nights anymore. And yet I need to. And I can, and when I get through it, it's it's quite easy. Yeah, right. Sad <laughs> buildup, right? And yeah, the anxiety. It, yeah, yeah, the buildup. And so, uh, 
for me, I just have to make sure that uh, one of my bosses, I, I posted something on social media about a year ago and uh, that I wasn't doing well. My wife and I were out walking uh, uh, just over by West Hills and I posted this picture that, uh, about getting help and my boss saw it and he called me and he goes, oh, Kelly, so sorry, do you need time off? And I wanted to say yes, mm -hmm. but I knew that that's, my brain would win then, right? Because that's what it's telling me. And I, I, can't, I can't do that. I can't take time off. I need to uh, confront uh, those thoughts and I'll win. It's a win for me. So that's, uh, you know, that's kind of how my brain works and what I'm going through. Man, I couldn't agree more. Oh, ha, how do we get out of time already? And Derek Keenan's like... But the thing is, we're not young men. So for all the young people out there, right? If they, I yeah. wish if we knew then what we know now, right? So pass it along. Community, don't isolate. Yeah. Right. Use your teammates and yes. uh, reach out. Yeah. And we never even talked about the flame. <laughs> well, we'll <laughs> next be back time. Another time. <laughs> <Right>. Exactly. <laughs> thank you, Kelly. Appreciate My you, pleasure, man. Roger. The best. Yeah, great seeing you again. As always, yeah. thank you, Kelly. Kelly Rudy, oh, hero of mine. Derek Keenan coming up, the general manager of the Saskatchewan Rush NLL team. And uh, the Moose will be back as well. We're live from Grey Eagle Resort and Casino, Calgary's entertainment destination on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Grey Eagle Resort and Casino. Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Back live from Grey Eagle Resort and Casino, Calgary's entertainment destination, for sure, from the gaming aspect. But uh, Friday night, we'll be in the Saddle Dome. The Roughnecks are home to the Vancouver Warriors. I can't wait. It'll be my first Calgary home game here. And on Sunday, the Saskatchewan Rush visit the Colorado Mammoth. And uh, we're excited to join the general manager of the Rush, Derek Keenan, to talk about that game and the season so far for the Saskatchewan Rush. And uh, Mr. Keenan... Good to see you as always, sir. I got to ask you, is this, I'm going to open it up with this. Is this Colorado-Saskatchewan rivalry still the Rush's number one rivalry because it was white hot there for a while, or is Calgary number one right now for the Saskatchewan Rush in your mind? Oh, I always think it's Calgary. <laughs> it's pretty good with Colorado <laughs> too, but Calgary, Calgary's been our number one for a long time. Yeah, and I love it. Saskatchewan, Calgary, it's got to be in before that Edmonton. I mean, I certainly get it. Before I talk to you about Sunday's game, let's talk about uh, the season for the Saskatchewan Rush. You're coming off uh, a victory over Panther City, but you're a little lower in the West standings than you're used to seeing, Derek, or you would like. What would be your synopsis of this 2-5 and five campaign so far? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've got as many losses in a season already that we're accustomed to having in a complete season so it's certainly um, not meeting our expectations um uh what i've seen and, and there's been a lot of work done this week from our players our leadership group our coaches staff coaching staff myself um to, to try and get to the bottom of it and uh i think that it, it really comes down to the offensive end in review of our seven games, I think that's 28 quarters of lacrosse. I think our defense is 
maybe had one not so good quarter. That was the second quarter in Vancouver last week. But that was probably as a result of kind of chasing it a little bit because we weren't really getting much done on the other end. So defensively, we've been outstanding. Um, our goaltending has been good enough, I think. But on the offensive end, we just have not been where we need to be. And that's, that's the simple answer as to how we get there. It's going to be up to the players. I mean, I think a lot of it is hunger. Um, I, I don't see the typical um, drive that I've seen from that group in the past. And, yeah, we have new guys, and, and there's some growing pains there. But uh, we still have some leaders that need to perform um, like I'm accustomed to seeing and our fans are. Well, you wouldn't have had the Hall of Fame career without being positive and obviously knowing this game. I mean, I, I would look at it and go, COVID fatigue? You guys hadn't played for two years, yet San Diego's 6-1 and one and Colorado's 5-2. and two. So my guess is you're not letting anybody off the hook with that. Not at all, no. And most of the guys have played, you know, to some degree. Um, our fitness coming into camp was really good. So that's just, uh, you know, you can't use that as an excuse. The scheduling has been difficult, you know. We've had a lot of weekends off, and when you're trying to get rolling, like, uh, I thought we actually played quite well against San Diego when we lost at home, and then we had another week off. Then we got it kind of going against Panther City, and then we had another week off. And, and you could really tell the difference last week in a team in Vancouver who had played the week before, and they were just sharper. Um, we were fumbling balls, and, you know, and that can happen. But it, although we're used to bye weeks, too, they happen. I mean, it used to be that you played, you know, a 16 or 18 game schedule between January and April, then you were in the playoffs. Well, now things are stretched out a lot longer, starting in early December, and you know an 18-week season turns into 24 weeks. So there's going to be those buys, and you have to learn how to deal with them better. Um, but we're going to be. This is our time right now. You know, we uh, we need to you know what or get off the pot because um, big game in Colorado. Then we got them back home. You know, um, a sweep would be awesome for us. A split would be okay the other way around, and we're in big trouble. You know, that's halfway through the season, you know, with, with only two wins. So um, we, we need to get it going starting this weekend on Sunday afternoon in Denver. A sweep would put you right in the thick of things. And um, unless I've missed something, what I respect is that you guys have not gone through knee-jerk transactions here with your club. I feel like the group you have is the group you have. You went into the season with them. You clearly believe in them. Derek, am I right in that? I mean, there is, a, I believe, a trade deadline coming up. You could make changes, but it, it seems like you're yeah. trying to get out of this together rather than make a bunch of changes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, we've made a few little tweaks from within, which is really what, we want to do we think we like our, our young guys we like a couple guys in our practice roster um you know we like what off austin murphy brought a couple weeks ago then he wasn't available last week so we'll get him back in you know like i look at a guy like josh curry who we acquired in a, a trade last year he struggled but he's actually played really well like last week in vancouver probably was our best offensive player but hit four four pipes like a guy that plays as hard as he does and does the right things, balls are gonna start start dropping for him. So, you know, we're gonna stick with the group for now and uh, 
um, you know, we, we have a we have a good mix now of veteran and young guys. We have we still have strong leadership at both ends, and uh, you know, we we still think we can compete this year for a championship, but we got to get on track. And we still think our future is very bright too, with a couple of kids we drafted this past draft who are back in school this year, and we really liked what we've seen out of um, our two picks from last year who were, who who didn't play. Uh, Bobby Kidd and um, Connor McClellan have been really good out the back end. Palace, we've been you know he, he's a bit more of a project because he's a younger guy. You know he still had junior eligibility when we drafted him, so. He's going to take a little bit more time, but we, we his skill set is off the chart, so he'll get there at some point. But, you know, right now we're in a situation where we need to go with a little bit more of an experienced group on offense and um, see where that takes us right now. <sighs> These staying interviews are going so fast today. Kelly Rudy before you and now yourself. I, I got so many questions. I got to ask you how a guy by the name of Ryan Keenan's doing. I have a Keenan Rush jersey hanging in my closet, and I don't know if I've ever talked to you about this. I love that story of when you took him number one overall, and you didn't really want to because he's yeah. your kid, and didn't the number two team say, if you don't take him, we will, so take him, Derek. Yeah. Uh, how's he doing? <laughs> um, you know what? Like, like kind of, a, he's a bit of a microcosm of our whole group. He's, he's struggling, like, struggling to score, um, which is not typical of him he's always been a high percentage scorer with not taking a lot of shots you know he's always been 20 plus percent i think he's like at six percent maybe which is not like him it's just a lot of it unlock or unlucky um uh, and contributing with with assists in that but we need him to score a goal so he's well aware of that of course we talk all the time even though he's He's living out in LA now uh, for for a bit, um, but uh, you know he's 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 an accountable kid, and he realizes he has to be better. And he also realizes too, what I think really came to fruition this week, just through a lot of film study um, from our offensive group, that we just aren't doing the little fundamental things well enough, and consistent enough, and hard enough, and that's that hunger that I'm talking about and he's included in that group, you know, um, it's, I, I've, I've said this a few times this week, especially with kind of leadership calls and our, our group, they've had a lot of success. They've won a lot. Um, you know, we, we don't have a lot of losing seasons. We've won championships and, you know, it's hard to be, sometimes it's hard to be hungry when you're full and, um, they need to empty their belly out a little bit, I think, and get hungry again. Well, you better watch out. He might be asking for a trade to San Diego or Vegas. Uh, he's going to fall in love with the West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> Is that any chance of that happening? No, I think it's temporary out there. <laughs> ah, yeah. Okay, I got you. All right, I just came back from there. I, I get it. Uh, I always want to say coach. I guess I won't. Derek, thanks for this. We'll be yeah. at the, the next game uh, against Colorado. Thanks for the visit as always, and good luck. Hope to see you there. Okay. You bet. Thanks, Rod. General manager of the Saskatchewan Rush, a living and breathing Hall of Famer, Derek Keenan. Overtime is next as the Moose will join us to uh, recap a outstanding show. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. 
Have you subscribed to The Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. Okay, here we go. I can't wait to get down to uh, the zoo and get some new shots. You see that, Moose? <laughs> Look at that. Your friends. They're not plastic. <laughs> no, they're real. Uh, plus nine Celsius here today in the gateway to the foothills, Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. The uh, You've been running around, Moose, taking photos. And I really appreciate you taking the photos of uh, with the guests here, and sometimes you jump in them. More so L.A. because you're the la-la <laughs> land guy, the Tinseltown guy. Kelly Rudy covers both. He does. Right? He really does. So I said before we broke, and our friend here, Lee, is here. I said before we break, uh, the last break that you would come here to help recap an outstanding show. And Wayne and Victoria says, absolutely agree, Rod. This was an awesome show, and Kelly Rudy was fantastic. And uh, just a guy to be in awe of, to be honest. John in Winnipeg. John Ohm says, 700th show Friday. We haven't talked about it enough. Are you ready for it? Here yeah. tomorrow, live studio audience here at Gray Eagle. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. So we'll get everything moved back over into the, uh, the big area where we're going to be able to hopefully have some people down. So uh, we're going to open the doors at 930. Uh, again, make sure you're here. Uh, I said I'd go buy donuts, so you're going to get set up. I'll go buy the donuts, sure. and we'll be back here for uh, a good show tomorrow. We will have some Riders and Stamps alumni down here on a football Friday. And I understand everybody was writing in today they had a lot of cfl comments that they wanted to talk about but we have to save that for friday especially when kelly rudy's in the house by the way we we should mention his wife is a good saskatchewan gal rudes oh yeah uh, she's from cornac we ask you to support kinsman telemiracle the draw is coming up on march the second another great saskatchewan tradition kinsman foundation is helping people every day with the gifts of mobility equipment uh, medical travel assistance, but they can only do it through your support through this lottery. $726,000 were raised last year. You see the total on the screen. we got a long ways to go. If you haven't purchased your tickets yet, do it now. As soon as we get off the air here today, tickets can only be bought by people physically in Saskatchewan and over the age of 19. Those are the only stipulations. Put your credit card down, all kinds of ticket buying options. Darren and I already have telemiracle.com, the Kinsman Foundation, helping people every day. We're pleased to be part of it and uh, help assist them, but now you need to do your part. There we go. Yeah, Pretty easy to say who the rock star of the day is for Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions. <laughs> Sorry, Derek Keenan, but uh, it's Kelly Rudy. Yeah. Uh, Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions, they specialize in improving your company's performance and bottom line through supply chain management services. I asked Derek how this one player of his was doing, Darren, yeah. uh, a kid on the team by the name of Ryan Keenan. You, you, were, you were running around. You didn't hear his answer, did you? No, I didn't. He's hanging out in L.A. now. Ryan Keenan, the, play, the forward on the rush, Derek's son. And he goes, he's struggling like all our team. He's a microcosm of the team. You asked how Keenan was. I said, he's going to tell you how it is. That's, oh, yeah. That's what, and I like guys like that. Yeah. And I said, you better watch out. He's going to ask for a trade to San Diego or something. Right. Or the, he's like, no, 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 it's just a temporary visit to L.A. And I'm like, that's what you think. That's what I thought when, when I went down there last week. <laughs> it's just a visit. You didn't want to leave. I know exactly. I was coming was. back from San Diego, and I called Moose. He was in L.A., and uh, you said, how is it down there? And I said, down here makes where you're look at look, look like a crap hole. San Diego. Wouldn't you say? So beautiful. 
He's just Lee doesn't know what to, whether to agree or not. San Diego's beautiful. And their team's six and one, by the way, atop the West Conference. Yeah. How did that happen? I know. I think in lacrosse you can really have a quick turnaround. Yeah, and they, it they, seems to be. They've got to. their feet under them now, right? They came in with with uh, Philadelphia, and I think New York was part of that too um, in the expansion. And it's not quite the same. They've had a year, right, to get to get you know acclimatized to the NLL, and mm-hmm. they've got a really good team now. Uh, Roughnecks home to Vancouver Friday night. We'll be there. Rush at Colorado Sunday, and then next weekend the Rush are home to Colorado, and we'll be there. Uh, Ryland's watching in Seattle. He says, uh, Rudy is one of my all-time favorite guests you've had. Thank you, Ryland. From Tacona Pally in Winnipeg, he says, Rod, what were your go-to pads? I use DNR, Large 55, and Vaughn Legacy. Here's a story. I think I've told you this. The very brief time I was with the Brandon Wheat Kings, Cooper's, Cooper sent a pair of white leather pads for Trevor Kidd. Not me. Trevor and I are the same age, though. And Kidder didn't like him. Because I didn't order these. I want the Durasoft. You 80s goalies would remember that. Do you remember Cooper Durasoft? Did that mean anything to you? No. It was a light tan. Okay. He didn't want the white. So he was like, you want these? So I'm like, yeah, I'll take them. White leather. I like anything that's free. If I had my way, it would have been Vaughn, but they gave them to me. I wish you still had them. The white? Yeah. I sold them to a buddy at Carms because I was done. I was done playing goal. I think they'd look good right behind you in the set. That's why. Those pads would be as tall as you, I'm yeah. telling you. And I had the, the, the Chris Osgood mask. Yeah. Sold that, too. And then I contact the guy, and Carmen lost his number. I wanted to buy it all back. Yeah, it'd be great <laughs> right. in the set. Football Friday tomorrow, Big Party 700 Show. Thanks, Moose. Thank you. See you at noon Eastern on Game Plus. Because I thought I was going to see Cindy Lauper. And then I get there, and she's nowhere to be found. You just got duped. I got, I got duped. Yeah. Hey, who wants to get duped by dupe? <laughs> For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.